Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by the Wisconsin Hunter Education Program, dnr.wi.gov, by the Open Season Sportsman's Expo, March 25th through 27th at Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, openseasonsportsmansexpo.com. And by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. Let's start something. RemyBattery.com I'm Dan Small. Today we'll talk with predator hunter Mike Brust, Becoming an Outdoors Woman Director Peggy Farrell, Florence County Development Executive Director Wendy Gelhoff, and Leanne Kaczynski, Marketing Director for Freedom Boat Club. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Well, it's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature each and every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast on Lakelink, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you might get your podcast. And joining us once again uh, to talk about what's going on in the Madison area is McFarland guide Ron Bearfield. Well, Ron, we haven't spoken in a while, but I know you've been out on the ice. Uh, yes, I have. It's uh, it's been a good week so far. This week, pretty nice weather. Um, you know, uh, the the ice is is getting a little bit sloppy, but uh, we still have plenty <laughs> this year. It's uh, uh, it's been a pretty fair bite all week. It's been, but a lot of small fish. You, you know, I've been catching mostly bluegills, but uh, you really have to sort through them. They're uh, the size structures seems to be getting a little bit smaller. You know, and uh, you know, I didn't have, like yesterday all day, I didn't have anybody even close to me, you know, and uh, and there was uh, four or five other guys that quite a ways away, and I talked to them, and they had the same situation. You know, they were catching fish, but they were catching a lot of little guys. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I didn't have any fish, uh, for instance, yesterday, I didn't have any fish that were uh, owned those eight and a half, nine inch bluegills, you know, that I was getting a few last week, and... Uh, and now I'm wound up getting, if I've got seven and a half inch fish, those are pretty nice fish. Yeah. yeah. Compared to some of the others that I've been catching. And I, uh, the structure just seems to be getting a little bit smaller right now. And that'll, it'll pick up as soon as the, we get another all week of this decent warm weather in here and the ice starts to deteriorate around the banks. Uh, you'll have to be careful getting out, but the, the bigger fish will pick up. Uh huh. So you don't think that the big fish are all gone from uh, ice fishing pressure all winter, huh? Uh, not where I'm fishing. I don't believe, they are. I don't believe it is. It's not been getting a lot of pressure there at all. Okay. Uh, and, you know, that that makes a difference, too. I know a lot of guys, like on the Mississippi River, some of the sleeves over there, um, the guys will get in there and they'll harvest the heck out of them, you know, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, that's midwinter, late, later winter, and they're going, well, you know, they're not fighting as good now. Well, a lot of them have been taken out of there, you know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, there's and and the same thing happens here in certain areas. You know, it's like Monona Bay. You now a lot of the guys are complaining. You know, they're getting all small fish. Well, a lot of those bigger fish were there was tons of fish harvested out of the early ice. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and a lot of guys, you know, t- taking limits out of there, and that that affects them after a while, especially when you got as many guys as you do on Monona Bay. You know. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Nope. I know the guys with the cameras are saying, you know, they're not seeing. I don't fish Monona Bay, but I go over there once in a while just to see how things, how guys are doing. 
but um, the, there's guys with cameras that are putting them down the, the holes, and they're going, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of the bigger fish like I used to. Well, <laughs> they're probably not there, you know. Uh, those fish can take only so much pressure. They're in somebody's freezer. <clears throat> That's exactly what it is. There's yeah. a lot of those guys out there. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, that's, yeah. that's fine. You know, that's their legal right to take their limits. But uh, some of the guys are taking them every day, and that doesn't help the fishery. Yeah. Well, and you can only do that for so long without uh, creating a lot of pressure on, you know, without reducing the numbers. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's understandable. Um, well, what are, you, what are you hearing on Mendota? Well, Mendota, the guys are still catching some fish. Uh, naturally, the guys in that deep water are having to keep, uh, you know, and it seems like they're getting better at it, not just trying to throw them under the ice because they don't want to count them as part of their limit. But those 7-inch perch and 8-inch uh, uh, perch, you know, the guys are keeping them. Coming up out of that deep water, you have to. It's, you know, you just got to keep them as part of your limit. That's just a good sportsman. Uh-huh. Um, but they're catching fish. Um, the, guys are, the guys are still catching some fish out there. Okay. How about walleyes? Are, are people doing anything on the walleyes? Um, I have a, a good friend that's been fishing. Uh, he's fished Dunn's Barn. has been doing pretty well there, mostly in evening bite, yeah. it seems like. Um, and you got to really sort through those, too. You know, he's not catching tons of meat and fish, but he's uh, he's catching a lot of walleyes. Uh, he's getting a nice pike once in a while. And he's out there just about every weekend. So that, that bite's still, still happening. Uh-huh. Uh, now... Uh, you know, not for much longer, but uh, you'll be able to fish for them. Yeah, yeah. For a little, for a little while. Monona, uh, there's a good perch bite been out there the last week. This warm weather's kind of triggered them. Uh, I know some gentlemen that are catching them out there in about 54, 55 feet of water, and they're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're catching some very nice perch. Uh, they're not getting you know those big 13, 14 inches like you get on the Mississippi, but. The ones they're catching are, you know, anywhere from eight inches to, you know, eleven inches, probably. I'd say the ones that I've seen, anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, those are good eating size. Yeah, and that so that bite's not been too bad. It's not been uh, as many guys, I don't think, as on Mendota, but uh, they are out there and they are catching fish. Um, in that uh, Squaw Bay area, they're uh, picking up a few bluegills here and there, um, and a few pike. So that's, you know, it's it's still been kind of a slow year there in Squaw Bay, but. Um, that bite is that there again as the ice gets uh, gets a little thinner and you get a little more runoff going into the water. You know those fish will kind of congregate in that area. But um, you know uh, last weekend I actually went out and did a little trout fishing for a change. Oh, you did? And, yeah, my son just posted our uh, uh, fishing routes um, on our YouTube channel um, uh, a, a, a video that we did last. I guess I think it was last Sunday. And uh, nice weather. A little windy, but very nice. I was trying to use a fire rod to start with, but I got to be very honest with you. It was 25 and 30 mile an hour winds. It wasn't a lot of fun. Yeah, so yeah. I went to a lightweight spinning rod and uh, and started catching fish, and we got quite a few nice brown trout. You know, we were out in that driftless area, mm-hmm. and uh, so and that was kind of fun to get out and do that for a change. Oh yeah, I have some friends who have been doing that in the in the nice weather and uh, catching some fish, some nice fish. Uh, and of course, it's all catch and release at this point. Exactly. Yeah, yep. and it's uh, the the trout fishery out there looked very healthy. You know, uh, they they planted a lot of the streams last uh, fall, so mm-hmm. so those fish uh, are probably pretty hungry right now. And uh, it, they were anyway the day we were there, and and you get out and enjoy it. Yeah. Walk up and down the streams and 
make sure you got permission uh, and you're you know where you're at and you can yep. have a good time. Yep, yep. Now, what is your YouTube channel again? Um, it's Fishing Roots. It's called. Um, my right. son puts it on. Phil Bearfield puts it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he does all the editing, the filming, and everything? And and uh, I just uh, try to show some techniques and catch some fish. And he does as well. I mean, I I try to film him as much as possible. Also, my grandson. So um, it's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we've put together some very nice YouTube uh, uh, videos. Yes, you have. I've seen a couple of them and uh, mentioned them on the show. So we will send people there to uh, catch the latest. So uh, were you at the Wisconsin Fishing Expo this past weekend? I, I was not. I didn't. I had other obligations I had to be at. And Shimano, who I'm normally there for, uh, they are not. They're not. They're they are. They're not sending uh, people to any of the shows. Uh, right now, they they had a very skeleton crew, uh, with, and it was because of COVID was the the reasoning behind it. But um, now that that's gone, they may start doing you know sending us to more places. Yeah. But uh, as of right now, they they still are not, and uh, uh, they just didn't want anybody to to be around crowds. I guess I don't I don't know what else their logic was. And I I would have been there, but so I I had other obligations. Uh-huh. Also. Yeah. Yeah, I have not heard. I haven't talked to the promoters to see how it went, but uh, I know everybody was kind of holding their breath to see how that show would go. Yeah, and I, and I haven't heard a lot, um, you know, about it um, as far as as far as how it uh, how how the crowds were, you know, or how the seminars were. Um, I have not really talked to anybody that's um, mentioned it. Ah, huh, okay. Well, anything else to report on uh, Wabisa or Kiganza or uh, even Kashkinong, I suppose? Well, Wabisa, the, the perch bite, of course, has, has slowed down. I did have some bluegills on Kiganza. Um, they were they were in about six feet of water. Any place you could find wheat, it seemed like there were some bluegills there, a few. You know, you didn't just catch one every every time down, but uh, I had some pretty nice fish there last week. Um, nobody fishing them, and there's hardly anybody fishing out in the middle, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, that, that bite always slows way down this time of year, and guys need to get out. You need to search a little bit, but uh, you can catch them. You can find them down there. Um, I guess uh, uh, Monona Bay, you know, it's, it's, there again, it's slowed down, but uh, um, everything is right now. I, you know, I haven't heard anything about the little lakes out, you know, like at Governor Dodge or anything like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did, I guess, talked to one game warden that said Cox Hollow was, had been pretty dead. Um, other than that, um, you know, it's it's just it's that time of year. I, pretty quick, we'll get our boats out and be below the river, blow the dams on the river, you know. Yep. All right. Well, Ron, we're going to let you go. We'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks and see what else is new. Okay. That sounds good, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Ron Bearfield with the Madison Outdoors Report. And you hear this on Lake Link, on iHeartRadio, and, of course, on WTSO, the Big 1070, every week at this time. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. So call the firm voted best and rated best. Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business if you need help. 
Well, joining us once again from his home in Wisconsin Rapids, Mr. Hardwater Jeff Kelm. Been on the Hardwater, Jeff? Oh yeah, Dan, I have, and I've had a chance to, um, I've had a chance to hit a lot of lakes this year. I think I'm up to 11 different lakes this year. Might even be more than that. Um, <clears throat> I actually had seen a, a post, uh, on Facebook that came up in kind of this memories of, uh, last year or the year before I'd hit eight lakes and I know I'm, I've got more lakes than that under my belt already this year. And so, um, I, I like exploring new water. Uh, my, my friend Todd and I did, uh, go explore or, or did go fish a lake that, uh, I had caught, uh, that one pound bluegill in. We went and fished that lake again to, uh, see what else is there. We know we only kind of just scratched the surface of it. And so, um, what uh, we figured had happened did or was going to happen did happen where we were catching those fish uh looks to be looks like a few more people have found it um <laughs> which you know it was uh it was literally um 30 yards from the launch so yeah. it you know it, it was bound to happen but there was a lot of other places with some really good fish and we uh Located a number of other places that the fish were at. Uh, in fact, we fished one other place on that lake that we caught some fish the first time we were there, uh, and they were there were more fish in there this time. So we, we can see kind of a pattern developing where uh, where we're going to explore, and we had a good time uh, learning, you know, how things are going. And and this particular lake is kind of uh, is kind of fun. It's really test some of your skills if you're the type of person who's really been trained to watch electronics uh, because there are many situations where you're either fishing um, alongside the cribs where you can't see, you can't really see down to where the fish are at uh, yeah. because your locator um, is just red. It, it, you know, it believes it's a false bottom type of mm -hmm, situation. Mm -hmm. So you can't actually see the fish coming to your bait. And then the other part of it is thick weeds, super thick weeds that we could see the fish when we dropped the camera, but it didn't pay to fish with a flasher. Um, you were just, uh, you were just fishing blind in a sense. And so kind of takes you back in a sense to old school. You, you got to have a little bit of confidence in what you're doing. Believe that there's going to be a fish there. Um, it's probably what slows me down a little bit in those, in those bodies of water. Uh, that, uh, generally I'm, I'm hold a hold a hold a hole within a minute if I don't see fish on the screen. Whereas if I if I if I'm not fishing with a screen, it'll slow me down a little bit more, and I'll really try to work a water column to see if I can get a bite. And um, at this particular lake, we've been able to do that. It's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like fun. And yeah, you talk about old school, and you know that's what we did when I started ice fishing and uh, years ago. Was uh, you know you uh, you drilled a hole, you might plumb the bottom uh, if you had a locator it was pretty rudimentary and uh, you start fishing uh, well if they're not on bottom maybe they're suspended maybe they're right under the ice uh, you got to move around you know so yep. um, um, there, there's still <clears throat> there's still uh, an opportunity to do some exploring even if you've got some high-tech gear uh, like mm -hmm. you say mm -hmm. so yeah um, so how, how is the uh, Honda treating you so far Good. Uh, we've been, uh, we've been mixing it up between, uh, taking the Honda out and, uh, Todd bought a snow dog. I don't know if you've seen one of these things, but it's like, uh, it's like a snowmobile that's missing the seat. Oh. Um, it is simply just the track. It's a track system 
that uh, takes you out. You sit uh, behind it on a sled, uh, like an uh, like a sled, like a toboggan type sled, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it pulls you around. And the thing is just slick as all get out. It's lightweight, um, goes through anything we've put it through so far. Uh, pretty cool. So uh, there's some lakes where we know it's just going to be easier to get on and off with a snow dog. Sure. Um, and then uh, other places where we've taken the Honda and, you know, uh, we're, we're going to have some ice in our area for a while, Dan. I'm looking at long range forecast and I'm looking at how much ice we got. We're going to be ice fishing for a while, maybe into April. I don't think we'll get into May, but maybe into April. It would be nice to have open water come, uh, uh, you know, the, the opening day opening of, of the season, <laughs> the, of the regular game fish season. Yeah, but so. Well, uh, great. Has uh, Robert been doing any shooting or anything exciting? Yeah, we we did uh, we did get a chance to get out uh, one day and do a little bit of shooting with the 410. Um, nothing with the 243 yet. We're working on getting things set up uh, for him uh, visually, getting the scope adjusted, things like that. And we were going to take it out. It was just kind of windy, kind of cold, and so yeah. I thought well, just a quick, you know, get some shots down on the 410 at a turkey target, get an idea of what you're looking at, and go from there. So. Are you planning to hunt turkeys with him this year? Yep, we're planning on hunting turkeys with uh, with Robert. Uh, we've got uh, 410 turkey loads made specifically for the 410. Uh, you know, the heavy shot uh, yep. uh, tungsten shot loads, and so uh, we're going to be. Uh, those are quite expensive, and yeah. so uh, <laughs> we are doing a lot of practice with getting the understanding of where the gun is shooting. Uh, because it's, you know, it's this old single shot 410, uh, full choke that, you know, you can't, you're not putting different chokes in that gun or anything like that. And so we just got to get an idea of where it's shooting, which is actually relatively close. It's a little low and slightly to the left from, from all the different shots that we've done. But I mean, very, very minimal. Um, I'm not going to let Robert take 40 yard shots at the turkey. So I think if we keep it within that 20, 25 yards, we're going to be, golden he's going to kill a bird so we'll send a few shots down range uh with that the heavy shot stuff before we we get out but uh, i want to get him just acclimated to pulling that trigger not flinching getting mm-hmm. his cheek down in the right position those types of things yep well that's uh that's what you got to do and yeah i uh i can't wait to hear about his uh his actual hunting opportunities there with the turkeys because as you know it's really really exciting so I'm sure he's uh, looking forward to it. He is. That's one thing he keeps talking about. Yeah, great. Well, uh, you know, this is uh, the last chance to enter the drawing to win two free tickets to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show. It starts next Thursday, and it will run through Sunday, Thursday through Sunday at State Fair Park. And there's a lot going on there. We've got a lot going on in the Family Adventure Pavilion. Uh, Lauren Voss, the Wisconsin Turkey Commander, will be there. Uh, we will have fly tires um, from the Southeast Wisconsin Trout Unlimited chapter. And um, uh, <clears throat> uh, Lon Tesh, who uh, has a, uh, a business called Valley Snowmobile, he's up in uh, um, the, uh, the Fox Valley. He's going to be there with a couple of uh, utility bikes, uh, UBCO utility bikes. So uh, that's uh, going to be an exciting change from what we've had in the past. So. Cool. Uh, to get your name in the drawing for these tickets, email me at dsoradio at gmail.com or call 414-297-7554 and leave your name and number and mention the Sports Show Ticket Giveaway. We'll mention it again at the end of the show if you missed that. Well, coming up, Becoming an Outdoors Woman director Peggy Farrell talks about 
uh, turkey hunting opportunities uh, coming real soon in the Learn to Hunt program. Wendy Gelhoff invites listeners to attend next weekend's Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags. That's something Jeff, um, she's invited me to do, but I, I'm not going to take my <laughs> my truck there. And, and you could do it. There is a, an open class, a, a street uh, truck cra- class, uh, if you want to do that. Uh, predator hunter Mike Bruss shares some tips for calling coyotes, and we'll kick things off with Leanne Kaczynski. She is the uh, uh, marketing director for Freedom Boat Club. She's going to talk about advantages of membership in that club. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Discover everything new at the 81st Journal Sentinel Sports Show, sponsored by Mercury Marine. Watch pro fishing demonstrations at our new 5,000-gallon stocked hog trough. Explore the latest outdoor equipment and products. Bring the kids to fish the country's largest indoor trout pond, learn to tie a fly, touch wild animals, and more. Don't miss the sports show March 10th through 13th at State Fair Park. Information and ticket discounts at jssportshow.com. That's jssportshow.com. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Feel the power at Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags on March 12th. Racing starts at 10.30. The big power trucks race up the snow all day. Admission is $10 with kids 12 and under free. Trucks are registering online from five states. Food and drink sales benefit the Florence Volunteer Firemen, Blue Ox Trails, and Kai's Peak Ski Hill. So no carry-ins, please. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com events tab for details. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids, Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The 81st Annual Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show returns to the Wisconsin Expo Center at State Fair Park March 10th through 13th. That's next weekend, folks. And details uh, and ticket sales and all that good info uh, are online at JS sportsshow.com is four s's in there jssportsshow.com joining us now to talk about 
a new program to me anyway, and what they're bringing to the sports show is Leanne Kaczynski. She is marketing manager for the Midwest region for Freedom Boat Club, and uh, she is going to be at the show. Uh, Leanne, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. We're so excited to be at the show this year. Well, and it, it's going to be a great show. It always is, and there's always something new. And uh, for a lot of our listeners and attendees, Freedom Boat Club is a new thing. What is it? Yeah, so we're really excited. And just to let you know a little bit about Freedom Boat Club, so it's a hassle-free way of boating. So our members join the the program, and you get access to all of the uh, clubs and the vessels within your home club, and then you get the reciprocity rights to all 320-plus clubs across the globe that we have at Freedom Boat Club. So it's a really easy way for either new boaters to get their feet wet and feel comfortable on the water, or for people that have owned boats and decided, hey, I don't want to deal with that anymore, they come and join the club with us. So we do all the work for you from cleaning, maintaining the boats, and all of our members, all they need to do is make an easy reservation, come down to the dock, jump on the boat, and have a good time. So it's a really easy way of getting on the water. It sounds like it, and you mentioned international opportunities. So if I'm a member and have that privilege, uh, I can go to uh, Monte Carlo or Nice and, and, and jump on a boat there? Not just, yeah. I mean, we do have some in the south of France, but right now we're in Canada, France, the U.K., and we're looking at other locations globally. So we're really excited because not only can you enjoy it locally, um, if you're in the Wisconsin area, you can enjoy Chicago locations. You can go to Indiana, the Chain of Lakes in Illinois. So it's not only about the, the bigger broad of uh, going across the waters, but um, also locally as well to enjoy with family and friends. And most of our listeners, I was just kind of teasing a little bit because uh, it would be nice to have a boat in Nice uh, on the Mediterranean. But uh, uh, at any rate, uh, most of our listeners are focused on... Uh, uh, our Great Lakes on uh, Lake Michigan in particular, and you have a couple of clubs already in Wisconsin and a couple chapters that are in the works, right? Yeah, so right now we have um, our Milwaukee location in McKinley Marina. We started that last summer, um, probably mid-summer, so we're still getting our feet wet there, but we just uh, got slipped at Racine and also in Oshkosh, and we're working on a second location downtown Milwaukee, so we're here, we're ready, and we're ready to get people on the water. Cool. So um, members can enjoy all different types of boats and, you know, center consoles, pontoons, deck boats. So it's more of a day boating type of club. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to ask you what kinds of boats uh, you you, uh, you have. And uh, there's no rental involved, right? I mean, once you're a member, you're in. Yeah, once you're a member, you're in. All you do is pay for the gas you use that day. So oh. the way we check that is the flow meter before and after you come back and then charge you for whatever gas is that day. But, you know, you don't have to worry about fueling because we actually do that for you. We really take out all the hassles of boat ownership to uh, come and, you know, enjoy enjoy the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like something like that might be kind of pricey, though. Um, not as expensive as it can be for owning a boat. So uh-huh. uh, when we... When you look at membership, there's different tiers for who you want to boat with. Is it going to be for you and your family? Is it, you know, weekday boating? So there's many different tiers and classifications for, um, you know, to make it affordable for you to get on the water. So it's definitely a fraction of what you would pay and probably cheaper than a, a boat slip 
at um, at any marina. Yeah, and, for and, your uh, for your annual dues. And you know the joke about uh, buying a boat and owning a boat. The two happiest days are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that is completely true, and we have a lot of members who say, thankfully, we've gotten rid of the boat. We just kind of want to relax and enjoy ourselves versus, you know, scrubbing the boat before and after you leave and doing all the work. So we have really friendly dock staff that does all that work for you um, and really just want you to concentrate your time with your friends and family and making memories. So that's kind of what we're here for. Cool, cool. So uh, yeah. at the show, you will have a boat or uh, or more than one there? Are you going to have one there? So we're going to have one boat to show you. So um, myself and our membership executive, Ellen, she will be there as well. We'll have one of our center councils. It's a trophy, uh, Bayliner Trophy, which is a beautiful uh, center council for fishing or for just enjoying the lake. And you can come on board, check it out, and just see a little bit of what we have in our fleet and um, talk more with Ellen about membership type and to get you, uh, you know, ready to get on the water as I know it's only March, but we start training pretty soon. So um, all of our members do get trained by our captain. So we don't just hand keys to people. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable driving the vessel and, uh, you know, we can know where your comfort level is. So um, we do all that for you, and that's all within your membership. Uh huh. And if I wanted to take a boat like that one out fishing, is that a possibility? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. We, we encourage it. We also do member uh, member socials and seminars around fishing and um, getting members together because, you know, we have one commonality, which is getting on the water. So it's always nice to, to meet another mariner in the uh, in the system, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, we've got to move on. It's a busy show this week, and uh, I'm sure you're, you've got a lot to do to get ready for the sports show next week. Um, so thank you so much for talking with us, and we'll send people to your booth there. It's not far from uh, the booth that uh, that I'm putting together, um, right near the, not too far from the main stage, so easy to find. Beautiful, yeah. I think we're right next to, across from the Mercury Marine um, booth as well, so not yeah. too hard to find them. All right. Well, thank you so much, Leanne. Thank you. You bet. Leanne Kosinski is the marketing manager for the Midwest region for Freedom Boat Club, and we didn't mention their website, but you can check it out, freedomboatclub.com, and learn all about it. And you can learn more about the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show coming up next weekend online at jssportshow.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. And you can learn all the details uh, of these uh, opportunities and more at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now is a regular guest on the show. She's going to tell us about an exciting event coming up next weekend in Florence County, and that's Wendy Gelhoff, Executive Director of Florence County Economic Development. Wendy, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Great to be here, Dan. Thanks. 
Well, we will be talking with you and other guests from Florence County regularly now, starting in April. But you've got an exciting event coming up next Saturday. Tell us about it. Yes, yeah, this is actually the biggest event we have all year long. I think it has to do with uh, March there and a lot of other activities, and everyone's got cabin fever, so this is a super opportunity to get outside and enjoy a fun-filled day. It's called the Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags, and what it is is uh, two trucks side-by-side, red, yellow, green go, and they race up the ski hill, the intermediate slope on our ski hill in the snow, and the first one to the top wins that heat and moves on. Um, there's $11,500 of cash prize money going out to all the winners. The trucks are separated into six different classes, and so they win money uh, first and second place in four of the classes and three places in the last two classes. But the best part is the, the real fast uh, nitro-injected trucks, they, they're spacing out the bigger trucks throughout the day, so you don't have to wait till the end of the day to see all the different types of trucks that are running. Everything from your stock truck off the highway uh, up to these jacked-up trucks that are really fun to watch. Wow. So there are highway trucks, but I can't just sign up and, and bring my truck there, can I? You could, yes. Oh, yes, my you goodness. Can go online. Yeah, yeah, feel free, Dan. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I think I'll let Jeff do that. <laughs> right. So, it, yeah, if you want to register, you have to do it online. Uh, Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags on Facebook if you go to that page, the online registration process is there. Um, that'll make the start starting and, and truck checking in the morning of uh, Saturday go a lot smoother. Uh, everyone's got to sign up online this year. Okay, and Kai's, for folks who are new to Florence County, is K-E-Y-E-S, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. Some people pronounce it Keys, but it, around here, all the locals, it's Kai's Peak, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, um, and now you've got some big trucks coming from all over the place, I suppose. Yes, we do. Yeah, the, the main organizer that got this event going uh, three years ago in our county runs these races in, in different states. So we've got trucks coming from five different states, um, well over 100 different trucks. And some of them are really, uh, they're painted uniquely or they, they pieces are missing. It's just really fun to watch the variety of trucks that you get to see. Um, gates open at 8 in the morning, but racing starts at 1030. Um, spectator admission is $10 for adults 13 and older and kids 12 and under are free. Fantastic. And um, uh, this is a fundraiser, right, for several groups? Yes, and that's what's so exciting. We've spent years trying to raise money for our Florence Volunteer Fire Department, our Kaiseek Ski Hill Committee, and our Blue Ox Trail Riders. They're the ones that groom all the trails for snowmobiling and UTV ATVing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this event has generated so much more income than anything we've ever done. It's just been a huge relief to everybody. Fantastic. Now, was this your idea, racing trucks uphill on a ski hill? Who came <laughs> up with not my idea. <laughs> who came up with that? That's crazy. Yeah, this gentleman, Ray Mills, that uh, is manager of one of our sawmills here in Florence County, he, he's the one that has gone and raced at some of these other events in lower Michigan. They have them in Iowa. They have them all over the place. There's kind of a, a circuit of folks that travel to these places, and they typically are running at a ski hill toward the end of the season when you really aren't, nobody's skiing anymore. So it's a great use for the facility. Uh, we've got food for sale, um, different types of beverages for sale. So we appreciate if, if there aren't any carry-ins because that's the fundraiser part. Sure. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, we've made improvements to the hill for spectator viewing this year. And there is a ski lodge to go in and warm up. And there's, we've got, I think, 20 porta potties plus the bathrooms at the ski lodge. The only thing that's a, still a little bit of a struggle, but we've, we've worked it out, uh, worked well last year. We have four different school buses that run shuttles 
um, from parking lots in town in Florence and also from some of the restaurant and bars that are close to the ski hill. So, you know, you don't ever wait more than 15 minutes to hop on one of those shuttles because there's not enough parking at the ski lodge. Fantastic. Well, before we let you go, the uh, Facebook page again, if people want to uh, be crazy and, and, and actually register to race. Sure. It's Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags on Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. And much more info, of course, on your website as well. Correct. ExploreFlorenceCounty.com. On the events page there, you'll find this event. All right. Well, Wendy, thanks so much. I hope you have a great turnout. And uh, my goodness, it sounds exciting. Sounds like a lot of fun. So. It is. It's a great time. So come on up and visit. All right. Well, folks, uh, check it out. Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags next Saturday in Florence County. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Well, let's switch gears now and talk about an upcoming learn-to-hunt opportunity, or actually several opportunities. And this is uh, presented by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, which offers hunter education courses and learn-to-hunt and learn-to-fish programs for novice hunters and anglers. And to learn more, you can go to dnr.wi.gov and just type in the keywords learn-to-hunt or learn-to-fish. You can also learn more on their Go Wild program. And the DNR, of course, partners with other organizations to deliver outdoor skills programs. And one of these is Becoming an Outdoors Woman, which originated back in 1991 at UW-Stevens Point under the direction of Christine Thomas. And it has since gone national, international, with programs in 35 states, six Canadian provinces, and even some uh, overseas trips as well. And joining us now to talk about some in Wisconsin programs coming up real soon is Peggy Farrell. She is the director of the Becoming an Outdoors Woman program. And Peggy, good to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. Good morning. Thanks. Well, there are some uh, Learn to Hunt Turkey programs coming up, so let's jump right into those. What, uh, what do you, what are you offering coming up soon? Uh, the weekend of April 9 and 10, there are four different regional uh, learn-to-hunt turkey opportunities. Um, it's a full course, though, that starts out with a couple of virtual online sessions, and then that's followed up by a field day where folks will go out and get familiar with shotguns, do some patterning, do some scouting to learn how to look for turkeys and turkey sign. And with any luck, um, we'll have some turkeys for field dressing as well, probably farm turkeys, but um, folks who are learning how to hunt often want to know what they're going to do with their critter after they harvest it, and food is an important aspect of that. So we like to include field dressing, butchering, and cooking in all of these opportunities. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a question I get um, even from you know experienced uh, bird hunters and and deer hunters. What do I do with a twenty pound bird? And um, it's kind of daunting if you've never done it before. So are these programs, um, they're open to anyone? How does that work? Um, All of the the four that we're offering now are geared toward adults. Um, They're open to first-time turkey hunters, since turkey is the species we're focusing on. There may be folks out there who have, you know, hunted deer for even their whole life but don't know anything about turkeys, so... This is an opportunity for people to be able to either have a first-time ever hunt or a first-time for turkey. Uh-huh. Okay. And where are these hunts going to be located? Um, we're offering 
We being Becoming an Outdoors Woman is offering one in central Wisconsin. We'll be um, sort of based out of Stevens Point, but have a few different lands to hunt in Wood, Portage, and Marathon County. Um, there's another program uh, happening, and I just got to take a look at my list real quick here. Um, Richland Center in the southwest part of the state. That's the same weekend, April 9 and 10, with the same format of virtual classes prior to that and then a field day. Um, the Dodge County area at the Horicon Rod and Gun Club and in the greater Madison area. So um, those programs are all, as you said, offered in partnership with the DNR. And those of us who are heading them up are um, our three coordinators, our three being the focus on recruiting new hunters, giving them opportunities to retain continuing hunting, and then maybe reactivating people who were hunters but have just gotten out of it for one reason or another. Excellent. Okay, so four locations scattered around the state. How can one sign up? Um, the Probably the best way is to do what you advise. Go to the wisconsindnr.gov website and just uh, type in those keywords, learn to hunt, and all of those schedules should be listed there. Um, and if anybody wants more information and is uh, having trouble finding that, they can certainly contact me too. Okay, and uh, they can reach you at UW-Stevens Point. Um, what do we do? Just search uh, UWSPBOW then? Um, yep, that would work, and my phone number and email address should be on the website. Okay, great. Well, we don't have a lot of time, but um, that is the essence of it, folks. Uh, there is room in these hunts, and uh, as uh, Peggy explained, there's some virtual online education, and then a field day, and then the actual hunt. So, And, and that's all coming up. Uh, the virtual stuff's coming up next week, isn't it? Very soon. It is, yep coming up fast, but we still have room and we welcome anybody who's interested. Wonderful. Well, Peggy, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Uh, we hope uh, some new turkey hunters um, take advantage of it and uh, hope you have a great program. Thank you, and thanks for the opportunity to tell folks about it. You bet. Peggy Farrell is the director of the Becoming an Outdoors Woman program. You can reach her at uh, by by finding the UW-Stevens Point website and then typing in BOW for Becoming an Outdoors Woman. And you can learn all about these hunting opportunities on the DNR website. Just uh, type in Learn to Hunt Turkey and you should find it right there. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. 
Discover everything new at the 81st Journal Sentinel Sports Show, sponsored by Wisconsin Ford Dealers. Hunters, enter our archery tournament or our new trophy deer contest. Watch the canines compete in our fastest retriever contests. See grilling demos by Mad Dog and Merrill. Explore the latest outdoor equipment and products and more. Don't miss the sports show March 10th through 13th at State Fair Park. Information and ticket discounts at jssportsshow.com. That's jssportsshow.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Feel the power at Kai's Peak Uphill Truck Drags on March 12th. Racing starts at 1030. The big power trucks race up the snow all day. Admission is $10 with kids 12 and under free. Trucks are registering online from five states. Food and drink sales benefit the Florence Volunteer Firemen, Blue Ox Trails, and Kai's Peak Ski Hill. So no carry-ins, please. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com events tab for details. Discover everything new at the 81st Journal Sentinel Sports Show, sponsored by Mercury Marine. Watch pro fishing demonstrations at our new 5,000-gallon stocked hog trough. Explore the latest outdoor equipment and products. Bring the kids to fish the country's largest indoor trout pond, learn to tie a fly, touch wild animals, and more. Don't miss the sports show March 10th through 13th at State Fair Park. Information and ticket discounts at jssportsshow.com. That's jssportsshow.com. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Open Season Sportsman's Expo is coming back to Wisconsin this year, March 25th through 27th at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, coming up real soon. And you can learn more at OpenSeasonSportsmansExpo.com. And joining us now to talk about his role and his seminar at this year's expo is Mike Brust. Mike is uh, quite possibly a familiar name to a lot of listeners. He's a former president and currently director of the Wisconsin Bowhunters Association, a 32-year veteran of the Wisconsin Conservation Congress, and he's also been an avid predator caller and hunter for at least 40 years, he tells me, and he's been a seminar speaker at events like this in the past. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Well, thank you. Well, gosh, 32 years on the Conservation Congress. I mean, (laughs) you deserve a medal after that. Maybe they give you one every 10 years. I don't know. Well, it was, it's, uh, it's a great organization that serves our sportsmen well. It certainly does. And, uh, it, it, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, new blood coming in with young guys, but a lot of folks yep. have been around for a while and it's good to have that continuity. So, uh, congratulations and, uh, thanks for your efforts in, in that, uh, organization. So. Uh, predators. Why predators? Why, why do you hunt them? Well, I guess for one reason, it gives me uh, a reason to be able to hunt basically 365 days a year. 
and I do like to hunt, so uh, that's one of the reasons. A uh, couple others is that uh, it's not as profitable as it used to be with fur prices as they are now, but um, you can still uh, usually pay for the gas uh, if you hunt them while the fur is prime. And then uh, uh, in our case, I know that um, that coyotes in particular and, and wolves also have a... Uh, a significant impact on on fawn reproduction, and as a hunter, I enjoy seeing a few deer now and then. So it's uh, good to help them out when I can. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, selling the furs, and the market has been very volatile in recent years. Um, is is it even worth having uh, trying to trying to sell fur now? Well, it's it's more complicated than it used to be. It used yeah. to be fur buyers would come around and and. Uh, uh, and they still do, but it's it's just uh, not as uh, profitable as it used to be. So it's just harder to to find a supplier. You have to be a little more careful with your furs as far as making sure that they're you know in a real good condition. And uh, uh, but yeah, you can still sell fur. It's it's uh, like I say, it's just not as uh, not as profitable as it used to be. But um, it's it's if you like working with furs, there's something about it that. Yeah, there's more than just the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to trap as a kid, as a lot of folks uh, of my generation did. Very few people uh-huh. today do. Um, and and we would put up fur and then sell it to the local guy and, you know, get a few bucks for a muskrat and, and so on. Um, but um, <clears throat> do you do any tanning yourself or do you just dry and, and then ship the fur? Um, I've, I tan some for... I do a little bit of taxidermy, and, and for that I'll, I'll tan the furs. But generally, I, I sell the furs, and, and uh, um, honestly, it, if it wasn't for the hunting, it wouldn't be something I'd be trying to make a profit at. But I enjoy the hunting part of it enough that it's uh, it's just another part of the process. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into the hunting, uh, and, and your seminar is going to be on uh, techniques on calling and and hunting them. I, I presume. What are you going to share in your seminar? Well, um, I'm going to try to cover pretty much the whole spectrum, uh, where to call, how to call, um, you know, mouth calls versus electronics, guns and loads, uh, scent control, camouflage, uh, howling, weather, calling wolves. We do have wolves here in Wisconsin, and, and they do come in, and obviously you can't, can't shoot them at this point, but mm-hmm. uh, for those that get permits, it is a very, uh, very valid way to hunt wolves. Um, you know, on different setups, you can can use uh, how to locate predators, uh, handling the fur, even night hunting. And one of the things that's become more popular is is night vision and, and thermal optics, which add a whole new dimension to predator hunting. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, with your long-standing connection with the Bow Hunters Association, I would imagine you occasionally have hunted them with a bow, have you? I do, um, but uh, in the winter time when I hunt when the fur is prime, it's it's usually with a rifle or a shotgun. Um, my bow hunting for predators is is often just incidental to to deer hunting, but uh, or turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep, uh, I'll I'll be happy to shoot a predator when I get the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, did you get a wolf permit during the few years we have seasons? Yep. Yeah, I had a permit. Actually, two times, um, and uh, both times I was able to uh, call call two wolves. Um, mm-hmm. I had one that I uh, 
played with it for a while, but I couldn't get him to break out of the cover. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had two opportunities and have actually called for another person. So it's, uh, and, and while I coyote hunt, I've called in wolves several times. I hunt mostly in northern Marathon County, and we have wolves here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, without a permit, I, I can't shoot them. But uh, they, they definitely do come to predator calls. They do, yeah. Um, and, and did you howl those wolves, uh, the ones when you... Um, yeah, uh, for wolf hunting, uh, a lone wolf howl is one of the best calls. But, frankly, I've had the wolves come into coyote howls pretty regularly, and and actually the 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 logic is that they they're coming to kill the coyote. Yeah. Uh, they don't tolerate a smaller uh, predator in their territory, and so uh, if I do a coyote howl, um, oftentimes I've had wolves come in to that that, that coyote howl. So it's a, it's another way to call them. Yeah, I I have heard that. Um, now you um you have a lot of uh, advice and a lot of different things you're going to talk about in your seminar. What kinds of questions do people ask? Have, have you had questions that are, I don't know, off the wall or, uh, you know, made you stop and think a little bit? Not really. Uh, usually people that attend the seminars are, are real interested to learn. Um, and, and frankly, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about teaching too many people in Wisconsin because it becomes a little bit competitive at times. Uh-huh. With, uh, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's something that I'd like everybody to have the chance to do because um, it, it doesn't work every time, but uh, the first time you have a coyote or fox come romping in on you, it's, uh, it's a thrill that's hard to, hard to beat. It's exciting. It certainly is. Um, and you, you mentioned predation on fawns. Um, I think that's the main concern with coyotes, isn't it? Because, you know, they, they eat a lot of rabbits and uh, voles and mice and everything, but uh, fawns early in the spring seem to yep. be pretty vulnerable. Yeah, and in the southern states in particular, showing that that predation rate is, is a lot higher with coyotes and fawns than we originally thought it was. Uh, but also bobcats and, and bears and wolves prey on fawns also. But uh, mm-hmm. coyotes, given their numbers in the state, are probably uh, as big a problem as any. Now, coyotes are, you mentioned numbers. Um, I don't know if anyone has an idea of how many we have here, but they're certainly not going away, and I don't think their numbers are declining, are they? Um, it, it, it's funny you say that because um, when when wolves moved into this area, um, the coyotes numbers did drop off quite a bit. Ah. Um, but they don't, they have come back a little bit. Again, the, wolf, the wolves have kind of moved farther south with the deer, but uh, the uh, the coyotes have come back again. One thing I've noticed of since we've been dealing with wolves, the, the coyotes stay in packs a lot more than they used to. I used to call in singles a lot, and now I get sometimes groups of three or four or five in. Mm-hmm. Are you able to uh, shoot more than one when that happens? <laughs> if, if you're really good, but uh, I've done it a couple times, but it's uh, uh, after the first shot, they scatter pretty quickly. They take off, yeah, okay. Well, uh, anything else you want to share with folks who might be coming to learn about, uh, say, how to do this for the first time if they've never done it? Well, and that's the thing. I gear the seminar towards people that just want to try it or learn it, but also I cover a lot of things that just little tricks I've learned over the years that help people that have done it a while and maybe want to learn a few more things. Okay. Well, we certainly uh, hope that you have a good turnout for your seminars. You'll be there all three days, correct? That's correct. 
All right. And uh, I'm sure folks will have a lot of questions for you. And will you have a, a booth there, or are you just coming for the seminars? Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a booth available. I actually will probably spend a lot of my time at the Wisconsin Bowhunters booth helping there. Um, we do have a booth there. and Sure. And, uh, so I'll probably be there for most of the, the, the show. Okay, very good. Well, thanks so much, and uh, I hope you have a great uh, turnout and a great seminar uh, series there at the show. Well, thank you. You bet. Mike Brust is a director of the Wisconsin Bowhunters Association, 32-year veteran of the Wisconsin Conservation Congress, and, as we've been talking about in the last 10 minutes, a very uh, accomplished and avid predator hunter for many, many years. And you can catch his seminar at the Open Season Sportsman's Expo in uh, the Dells at Kalahari Resort, March 25th through the 27th. You can check the schedule online at openseasonsportsmansexpo.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Discover everything new at the 81st Journal Sentinel Sports Show, sponsored by Wisconsin Ford Dealers. Hunters, enter our archery tournament or our new trophy deer contest. Watch the canines compete in our fastest retriever contests. See grilling demos by Mad Dog and Merrill. Explore the latest outdoor equipment and products and more. Don't miss the sports show March 10th through 13th at State Fair Park. Information and ticket discounts at jssportsshow.com. That's jssportsshow.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. I look for them at next weekend's Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show at State Fair Park. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. Let's start something, RemyBattery.com. By the Wisconsin Hunter Education Program with the Wisconsin DNR, dnr.wi.gov, Hunt Safe Wisconsin, and by the Open Season Sportsman's Expo, March 25th through the 27th at Kalahari Resort in the Dells, OpenSeasonSportsmansExpo.com. And if you missed an episode of our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at milwaukeepbs.org. And, of course, Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2021 is archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. And if you missed anything on today's radio show, you can go on to lake-link.com, go to the outdoor radio page, and download the show. Uh, you can check out past shows as well. Follow Dan on social media at uh, Dan Small Outdoors, and follow me at Hardwater Jeff. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at Warren Nelson. Dot com. And don't forget this week's giveaway. You can enter to win two free tickets to next weekend's Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show uh, by calling um, this number, 414-297-7554. Or you can email me at dsoradio at gmail.com. Make sure you mention the giveaway and leave your name and phone number so we can get in touch with you as well. 
Well, that's about it. If you have any items for the calendar, um, you can also email them at dsoradio at gmail.com. There are some public hearings coming up. On the DNR um, is, is organizing them via Zoom uh, on migratory bird seasons for this fall. So if you're interested in participating in that, check out the website. I'm Dan Small. I'm here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. Cries lover in the blue north wind. I'll be trolling home to you when my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel. When my lazy act is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey